I'm Carrie Benedet, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalize you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me I'm an education consultant specializing in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Oh my gosh, listeners. Thriving Matters podcast has an absolute cracking guest today. Darren Saul is well known and you've just got to listen to his podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, a business um, person, someone who's left corporate after the last couple of years and gone, that's it, I'm doing my own stuff, I've got so much to offer the world, I think you need to tune into this guy. Darren, how are you this morning? (laughs) Love it. I'm very well, Carrie. And what a lovely intro. And I love the name of your podcast as well. What a fantastic name. Well, Thriving Matters, thanks so much because bloody hell, thriving isn't easy when there's huge change going on all around. And if you were living in New Zealand at the moment, I tell you what, you would have thought, what have we done to deserve this? You know, Um, just rolling floods, uh, cyclone, now an earthquake in Wellington two days ago. I mean, it's just just amazing. So just you know, after after bushfires, after COVID, I mean, let's just say we have become so adaptable. Um, but we do need to do things together. We need to be able to connect. And I'm so pleased to be able to connect with you today. Thriving Matters is all about ordinary guys and gals like you and I doing extraordinary things in life and work. And often we don't look at it that way. But I tell you what everyone's story is worth telling and it's valuable because we're precious. So Darren, you've got a great smile. Listeners, you can't see the smile, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> it is on all the time. I want to know if you wake up with that smile in the morning. Is that, is that your usual? I do. As long as I've got my seven, eight hours sleep, I wake up with your smile. <laughs> uh, well, listen, it, well, that's that's one of your thriving techniques is getting enough sleep, right? That's right. Absolutely. I like to get my seven, eight hours. Otherwise, if I do six hours for a couple of days in a row, I'm a mess. Yeah, yeah. You just can't You just can't get on, can you? Um, and look, and that's backing up all the research that's sort of floating around and bombarding us, whatever social uh, media channel we're on. So you're always looking for a new guest. You're a podcaster and a podcast coach, but that's not all you are. And I think all the different things that you do, and I don't know some of them yet. I know a couple of them. I think they all go together because your observation skills and your listening skills must be pretty highly tuned, I suspect. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I could say that. I think you're you're spot on there. Like, I do do a lot of things. Um, just to give everybody a little bit of a background, I started off um, and I still work as a recruiter, a corporate recruiter. Huh. So I work in IT. Um, so my, my full-time job, my day job is I run a small one-man show IT recruitment business. And I love that. I've been doing that for 20 years. Um, and then probably about eight, nine, maybe more now. I keep saying eight, nine, but it's been more, probably about 10 years ago. <laughs> I started 
getting back into photography, which was my school hobby, my school passion. Mm. Back at school, I used to, you know, do a lot of photography work. I used to have keys to the dark room. Uh, I had a great photography mentor and teacher and I left it for ages. And then when digital came back in and at a certain part, you know, 10 years ago, I thought, you know what, I need a hobby. I need to do something different again, a bit more expressive. And so I got back into photography. I bought a kit camera, a few lenses, started doing lots of courses. And then it just took over again and I became so obsessed with it that I never looked back. So I do lots of work as a photographer. But then throughout that journey, I started deciding how I'm going to market my business. And I thought, you know what, there's got to be some new ways to market. And I fell into social media and podcasting as a <laughs> way to market my business. And I used what I learned from that point of view to market both businesses, my IT recruitment business and my social media business. Yeah. So I started diving heavily into social media and podcasting. I actually have two podcasts, one for my recruitment business, which is my, a smaller one, yeah. more, more niche. And then I have my photography or playing with perspective podcast, which I'm about to do my 200th episode next week. Oh, well done. Round of applause. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great journey. I've learned a lot. I've seen many, many great people, spoken to many people like you um, <laughs> and, you know, met lots of great networking groups as well. And a lot of my guests come from great networking groups. Big plug to BX Networking, who I'm a part of, but there's so many great ones. And yeah, I suppose you could say that you know, everything kind of feeds into each other. Like I, I really look at everything I do mm. as a way to get inspired in other areas of what I do. And I really, that's one of my big philosophies is that you can take a lot of inspiration and creativity from lots of other areas and lots of other people and industries yeah. that might not be your core industry. And I think that's really, really important to keep looking out for because you can adapt some amazing techniques and amazing ideas from other people in other industries. You don't always have to be doing the same thing because everything becomes very, very me too and very stay in your lane. And I think to keep things fresh, you have to really be lateral and creative and start drawing from lots of different sources. Keep things fresh. I think that is a, that's actually a thriving technique, isn't it? it um, is. As well, I was just thinking, but all together, Darren, what, what I just, I've just heard then is, you're not afraid. You're absolutely curious. You're willing to do the learning, lean into something, definitely, yep. and apply it, practice it. Which we all know as adults, it's it's core adult learning, yeah, and it can know. drive you crazy as well. Like I mean, oh. there's so much to get your head around these days. Well, you've Sometimes got to you go into a rabbit hole and you go, oh my god, why did I start this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get derailed, don't you? You you go, am I really doing what I want to do? Is this this how I want to do it? Yep. Um, tell me. I've seen some of your photos. They're pretty oh, sensational. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you, listeners, we'll put all the um, details of Darren's um, uh, social media platforms and his website and everything in the, in the notes. But, you know, if you're really curious, why don't you just pop on now and have a look at his um, uh, his website called suspendedanimation.com com.au and um tell, tell us a little bit about why it's suspended animation yeah great question everybody always thinks i do video work or animation work but my uncle um always used the term and uses the term suspended animation 
when somebody is kind of like a deer in the headlights <laughs> and they're kind of not quite sure what they're doing. And he goes, oh, suspended animation. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take that because that's a great term for photography because photography really is suspended animation. It's a frozen frame. Yes. yes. I thought, you know what? What a great name for us for a photography business. And sometimes people get a bit confused as to what I do, but I love the name, so I'm sticking with it. And, you know, I'm just making a... Um... A, a bit of a link. Um, I'm getting ready with a, uh, with another colleague to do um, some abundance days with women, particularly with women um, around 45, 50s, um, you know, who are just bone weary, who are overwhelmed. Yeah. They're doing 500 jobs at the same time. Um, and it's it's really taking its toll health-wise. And then that affects your thinking skills, your, your emotional yeah. management, everything like that. And that is beautiful, and um, the the uh, the focus for the for this um, abundance day is going to be reframing. I love, and I've yeah. only just decided. I went now. Listen, we should we should actually be using a camera photo before the day, at the end of the day, yeah. and 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 just see if there is anything that you can see that's different there, because when you're in something, your self reflection and your introspection skills need to be tuned up. Yep. Not just being doing all the time, but being in the place. So I really love that suspended animation idea. And isn't your uncle wise? He is. And <laughs> funny, you know, to to take further what you just mentioned, I call the podcast playing with perspective because it's a photography term. Perspective is a very photographic term. Yeah. It can also be a very philosophical term and an observational term. And what you're talking about with reframing is all about perspective. Yeah. Um, so I love playing with words. I love playing with um, concepts. But philosophy is really, you know, what you see is everything. You can see things in a million different ways. And listeners, you have to know that Darren and I haven't discussed how we're going to uh, run this this po um, podcast. But what I'm now going to say to you is, we both um, we both wear glasses. I've worn them since three, right? <laughs> I've worn them since three. So I now just go, they're part of me. So get the best frames you can bloody find, Carrie, because they're part of who you are. Yeah. But I use them as just like this. So we, we're going to keep going with the photography perspective here. I often talk about what lens are you looking through now? Love that. Yep. And, um, Love that. I just had to, I had to just add that in. Sorry. And by the way, your glasses are really cool. People don't see you've got cool glasses. Mine aren't so cool. I've got to get some new ones. No. Oh, oh my gosh. There's some, there's some incredible ones around. Talk about creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah that's fun. I remember back in the seventies, I had a, no, eighties it was, eighties, pair of Jonathan Skeets. Now they must've been all of that big and they were bright blue. And oh, oh my gosh, I look back on them and I go, how did you ever wear those? <laughs> anyway, it's all about fashion, isn't it? It's all about trend. It is. So, and it's about how you it's how you express yourself as well. Like fashion yeah. is really a, a a creative outlet for your self expression. Mm, mm. And just like your your chosen loves now that you've developed, you haven't just gone. I can do this, and I'm happy to do it. You've continued to develop those. So. Getting to 200 podcasts is a feat and a half. We just hit 100, so I'm going to just get into uh, Congratulations. That's amazing. Not <laughs> many you. people even do that, so that's fantastic. Well, I started when I left a large organisation about four years ago. Um, within within a few months, COVID had, had arrived, so any of the work I had just totally vanished. 
and I went, oh my gosh, Carrie, you've just left a place of 9,000 employees of which over 23 years you got to know an awful lot of those. Yeah. And, you know, you could walk in and someone would say, how's everybody? How's the family? How's how's the new grandchild? Or how's, you know, how was the holiday? And you miss that sort of stuff. So I decided that I better get my skates on and just connect. And so I am forever grateful that we're in a place where technology gets us to London in under a couple of seconds. Yeah, right? it's incredible. You know, it? it's just incredible. And I'm so grateful that, um, you know, it's the lens you look, I firmly believe it, it's the lens you look um, through that uh, helps it. Now, Darren, would you describe yourself as an optimistic thinker, an optimistic um, person all up or a realist? Where where are you? Yeah, what would you one. describe yourself as? Someone actually said to me years ago in the recruitment business, they said, I'm just trying to think of what he said. He said, um, optimism and positivity are very important, but they're two different things. Mm-hmm. You can be very optimistic, but you also have to be, and you can be positive, but you also have to be realistic. So I'm kind of a mix between all of them, but I'm very optimistic, but I'm also realistic. And I try to yeah. analyze really what's happening. Yeah. I always stay positive. So yeah. I'm kind of a mix between all three, but you know, blind optimism can also be dangerous. Yes, it can, can't it? I mean, you've got to, you've got to actually be able to to reason out, use all the data to make your yeah, decisions. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I think uh, that's a good way to sum things up. Like being positive, yeah. being optimistic, but also keeping one hand in the in the world, in the real world, and just keeping an eye on that you know it's realistic as well. So let's step back. I mean, hindsight's a pain in the butt sometimes, isn't it? But it, it is helpful in some areas. So I, I'd like to say to you, how you show up now today in 2023, is there a big, is there a difference to how you may have shown up as a younger man? Or, oh, big time. Yeah. And did anything, did anything affect the way you do that? Was there a bit, you know? Um, I think just my, like when I was much younger, when I, even when I started in recruitment, I was, much more cautious. I would think about things before I made a jump, before I made a step like that, you know, starting up your own business. I went into partnership with some people and they kind of dragged me along for the ride. And nowadays I'm much more confident, much more self-aware because I've done a lot of things or achieved a lot of things that were milestones for me. I know that I can always do them again. So I think that's the key. Like once you've done one or two things that were important to you, you have the confidence and the competence to know that you can do anything. <laughs> so when I was younger, I was much more cautious and I was much more considered in everything I do. And now I'm just saying, yep, let's do it. And if it falls on its head, who cares? Yeah. The, the journey over time of doing things and achieving things that might not be huge, but just important to you gives you that confidence. And because of the competence that you've acquired, mm. then you can take on anything because you know that you can do it. Well, you add a little bit of tenacity or grit or just raw guts, you know, intestinal fortitude, we used to call it, um, or still do. Um, yeah, and I think you've got a quite a nice formula, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, not to say that everything's going to work, you know, a lot of things will fall on their heads. And as oh. entrepreneurs, you know, we try lots of stuff and some work and some don't. But, Small fails. Know, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> or big fails. <laughs> 100%. But you don't worry, you know, you say that's part of the journey, that's part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, um, I mean, 
do you read a lot? Do you what what's your preferred way of, of learning? And yeah, great. Exploring? I was never a big reader. Like I would read 10 pages in an hour and then reread them because I can't remember what I just read. My mind would drift. But I'm a big um, audiobook listener now. Ah. I love audiobooks because if someone's reading to me, I can just I can in, you know devour a book in in a day, no problem at all. Yeah. I listen to lots of podcasts, I listen to audiobooks, I watch YouTube content. Yeah. So anything that's in the new digital medium and I don't have to read it physically, I'm in. Have you got a um a a, a comment about uh chat at the moment because it's very topical oh, about chat gpt yeah yeah i had a play with it it's fantastic a good friend yeah. of mine got me onto it and it's amazing like the technology is incredible mm. but i think the the key is you still have to tailor the content to make it your own yeah because if everybody starts just cutting and pasting things from chat gpt it's all going to be very vanilla and people are going to know that you pinched something from somewhere. You've got to still use it yeah. as a guide, use it as a framework, but then put your own voice into it. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's where I've been thinking. I've been doing some investigation, having some good conversations with people. So I think for, um, for the world and for our, for our younger generations, um, not being afraid, but being informed about what it can do and then using some of your critical thinking skills to go with what choices you're making is pretty important. Definitely. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's an amazing product. I mean, you could mm. type in something and within two seconds, whoop, it's like a whole page of notes. It's incredible. <laughs> so there you go. There's your listening skills again. Audiobooks, right? Yeah, I love uh, my audiobooks. So, and if you're, you know, if you're a big walker, if you like to drive for your yeah. cycle, I mean, I think you can do all those things. Uh, you know, we often dip in and out of, of, of various things, don't we? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you have, is there anyone in particular that you, you really seek out and follow just to see where their thinking is going? Yeah, absolutely. One of my biggest mentors is Gary V. Oh, okay. and I listen to his podcast every single morning. Yeah. I watch his YouTube stuff because he just kind of, he's like my snapshot into what's happening in the world of marketing. Yeah. Gary V is onto it and he's talking about it. It's on point and his concept conceptual knowledge and his practical knowledge about anything is top notch. So anything yeah. he has to say, I'm always listening and I learn a lot from Gary and I adapt a lot of what I do from him. So mm. yeah, definitely his formula and his um, framework is incredible. Definitely worth listening to. And he also, you know, talks about other things about, you know, the softer side of things. He talks about confidence and talks about, you know, patience and all those kind of things, not only about the tactical part of marketing. So it's really quite human-centered in, in a way. Very, very human-centered. So I think Gary's a fantastic guy to listen to. But I listen to loads of other um, podcasts about um, psychology, about sales, about yeah. business in general, about marketing. I've got a whole list and every about photography and, you know, about recruitment as well. And every day I look at my podcast app in the morning, I think, what, what am I going to listen to today? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty. That's just just a huge oh, surge in podcasts, isn't it? How yeah. many there are. Absolutely. Yeah. Particularly the true crime ones. Have you noticed? Oh, true crime is a huge genre. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what actually, um, I often get goosebumps when I've had a, an occasion and something really um, sort of hits the heart as well as what I've been thinking or basically my value system, I think. I, I actually can get a, a goosebumps um, reaction. So 
what are some of the is there an occasion where that happens for you oh god let me think i think you know i get goosebumps just when i'm having a good conversation with somebody and like this and i'm in sync <laughs> um and you know we're on the same wavelength that that gives me goosebumps like i really enjoy just connecting with people um and i think what gives me goosebumps as well is when you do something nice for somebody whether it's professional or personal and they're really thankful and they you can see that it's made a difference that that it's nice and rewarding mm-hmm. backs up what all the the research says about um reaching out to about you know about five people a day i just love this notion of five you've got a really good trigger here have have you done five people today you know even if it's you haven't heard from them in years just say just you just thought i've just thought of you hope you're doing well the rough rough at the moment or you know whatever whatever's happening um i with your pod i'm just really interested so with your podcast so you're going to hit 200 will you do anything different are you thinking about changing any part of it you've done so so often often everyone who's an entrepreneur or in business even in your families you you, we go through stages right um because all this is based on relationship the way we interact with each other um how how we connect um how well we listen um how well we zip up our mouths and someone told me a while ago (laughs) you talk too much carrie and i went yeah i know but it's okay i I can you're fantastic (laughs) I can do so. Tell me what's what you think, or what you know is on the horizon. What you're thinking about for the yeah, next next stage? One. Yeah, good one. So I'm. I think you know I've got I've developed a nice formula that works for me um, over the last couple of hundred episodes, and I'd like to continue on the same formula, but I'll still make tweaks along the way, um, even tweaks in how I form you know format the interview, how I might promote the show. Um, and maybe one day a friend of mine is kind of talking with me about this is putting out a little book a really like fun um illustration type book with a page for every episode and a fun graphic and kind of like what did you learn from that episode so maybe maybe something along those lines at some point but i might be the ghost writer for that one because i'm not really a good writer (laughs) (laughs) well that's the that's the way isn't it and um at the moment um just saying to your guests, would you like a chapter, is yeah. is uh, something that's really quite popular. And it's far easier to do than doing a whole book yes. yourself, I Definitely. think. I think that's a great idea, actually. That might be a good one, collaborate with everybody. We probably need to talk about that. Yes, I think we will. <laughs> <Further>. <laughs> Listeners, I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I'm actually in awe of anyone who is able to sit behind a camera and pick up expressions, emotions, um, a beautiful sense of, say, mindfulness or whatever it is that's happening through through a lens. And um, for those of us who are starting, you know, to think about what else would benefit what I do. Now, I'll tell you why I'm, I'm think, going here. On the weekend, uh, well, yesterday, we one of our granddaughters turned 12 and um, she'd asked me to remake um, a beautiful cushion that she was given many, many years ago. Now, when she brought it down at Christmas, she, she showed me, she says, Carrie Ma, it's not very, it's not very good. Well, there were holes, <laughs> you name it. It was so worn out. And I said, let me, give me some time to think about how we can use something here and make a new one. 
anyway, so I scored big time. I scored really big time. And it turned out absolutely bloody brilliant because my my first um, occupation was as a home economics teacher. So that was the old cooking and sewing teacher. Oh, yeah. It was sort of the lowest of the rung, you know, in the in the hierarchy of of KLAs or key learning areas or faculties, you know, at school. But, but not it shouldn't be because it's very these are very important skills. Absolutely, and so it it was beautiful. So I sat down and um, I, I made I did it, and it turned out I was pretty pleased with it. But what pleased me most, I thought, yeah, put it in the box pretty it up, send it up for the birthday. It arrived, thank you, Australia Post. It arrived two days early, very oh, clever. Wow. And on the morning of her birthday, here she is talking to me with hugging it and she did oh. not let it go. And go. she said, oh, it's so, so she's very tactile, it's so soft and, oh, it's just so good and yeah. just the right time. She's just started high school and I'm thinking, this would be a time she needs that pillow, right? So, um so I'm always curious about photographers. Mm -hmm. Have you got some techniques that you use to be able to capture those moments that perhaps we miss because we're we're not tuning in? You've tuned oh, in no. specifically. Tell now us. We're talking. Tell me, this is tell me what you do. All right. This is my favorite topic. Um, so I mean, my my favorite style of photography is actually documentary and street photography. Uh -huh. so when I'm not doing um, professional work, like I do headshots and events and, and all that kind of stuff, and events um, and even headshots, you know, marketing stuff can lead into this a little bit. But my favorite type is documentary or street. And to be a good street or documentary photographer, you have to be a very good anticipator and observer of what's happening in front of you. Yeah. You, have to almost, you have to be ready to capture those moments before they happen. So you have to really be in tune with what's happening in front of you, be ready with your camera technically to capture all those magical moments. They, they say that in street photography, it's all about being there and waiting to accept the gift. Oh, I love that. And so, you know, for all the photographers out there, as you, you'd know that, you know, when you work as a photographer, you have to really be in the moment. You have to work with people very well. In any genre of photography, you have to yeah. um, understand people, be on their wavelength, wavelength, know how to get the best out of them, know how to make them comfortable. And when you're working on the street as well, you have to kind of be on the street and be in a particular situation, but not stand out. And kind of after a while, people forget you're even there. And that's when you get the really great images. But you have to be very observational and you have to be very, very... Um, strong in anticipating what's happening. So you, so it's quite an intense process yes. because you're always on, even though you might not look at it, but inside you're constantly aware of what's going on, waiting to capture those moments. Do you know what? where I just went when you were talking about anticipating and observing to capture the moments before they happen? It's very similar to what um, this notion of manifestation is. Uh, for, and for an entrepreneur, I mean, this is this is the last few years, really, this notion of manifesting, being mindful, do, maybe doing some meditation or something in the, you know, there's a whole range of things that we people are investigating. Yeah. But we really are thinking about what it is or how we want to feel when this is complete or this has been reached or this has been achieved. Yeah. 
So it's similar, isn't it? Very similar. And I always always say that when I go out on the street, you know, I'm, I love photographing, particularly when I'm on holidays in a different place, because then I'm in the zone of really observing because I'm yeah. totally in a new environment. But oh. even when I go here, I love doing, I love um, photographing subcultures. So I'll go to Cabramatta and I'll photograph, yeah. you know, the Vietnamese subculture for, I'll just go over and over again, or I'll go to Chinatown or I'll go to, you know, little India and Singapore, wherever I, wherever I am and I'll photograph. But yeah. um it's a very meditational process. It's a very, yeah. um, you know, mindful process when you're doing that because you really have to be in the moment. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a very, it's a not a lonely journey, but it's a you have to do it alone. You can't do it with other people. It's a very <laughs> personal journey when you're doing that. And you know, you could just drop me anywhere with a camera, a couple of extra batteries, a couple of cards, and I'll just wander. And it's, I just love it. It's just, you know, my time and I just get lost. Mm. Mm. The, um, a number, a couple of years ago before COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I took a group of educational leaders up to East Arnhem Land and mm. we, we lived, uh, with Yolna people on, at uh, Ninakai and it's, right. um, uh, eco, a dry eco community and the power, I mean, when when we 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 had a whole lot of process, we did a whole lot of learning, but we 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 became one with the with country, and the respect was there. So for the for our educational leaders, it's really essential that they that we actually um, have this the space to to immerse ourselves in in um in a different culture. Definitely. And I'll never forget. Um, a couple of them said, "I actually need some time to process this. I actually cannot." express what I'm feeling I, I actually have to work through this because this is so important to my leadership wow. for the future of generations so that lens when I look back I found some photos the other day and I have one sitting up on my desk of um, Nancy and her daughters and that's who we got you know that's their Aussie names um, yep. <laughs> um, but Jarpity is, is um, an elder up there um, a stunning stunning woman who has decided that she needs to transverse both worlds and be a voice right. for both worlds. And so during COVID, we would have campfires in Arnhem yeah. virtually, and there would be a coming together and there was, she got to yarn, we got to be around the, the campfire. So it's all possible, isn't it, through the lens we look at. And so when you do the subcultures, yeah, I love it. it's, it's stunning. And I think, you know, you talk to anybody who really puts um, day trips or regular times away to to just renew the spirit, you know, the heart stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's essential. And, and we take it for granted. We go, yeah, you're doing all that stuff again. But really, even a walk as the sun is rising every day and the, and the birds are coming to life or the sun is setting, are those times where we can make it possible in day-to-day -day suburban life, wherever yeah, we are in the world. I live pretty close to the beach, to Bondi. So oh. even after this, I'm going to go down for a little walk and just take in the air, take in the beach, take in the sun, just for half an hour, an hour, just get away from the day-to-day -day grind. Yeah, we got some family members who just, they they just want to stay there. They want to live there. They love it. You know, they're yeah, and it's and it's the the culture of any place. You know, I think is is so rich, and sometimes we take it for granted. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Darren, I, 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 
I want to see a coffee table book. I want to say right. I want to see a coffee table book of your photos around the subcultures. Right. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know because for me, one of my programs is Global Leaders Thrive. Ooh. So I think you know that's that's part of the go, going to different countries, talking to people who are who are who are indigenous to to the country in their work and their education is really important. Oh my gosh. What what else should we talk about that we haven't done already? Is there I'll something you want to tell I'll, us? I'll give everybody a little plug. If if people love photography and people love documentary style photography, I always say go and check out the Magnum website. Oh, it's Magnum like the ice cream, magnumphotos.com. Okay. And these are in my opinion some of the best photojournalists of all time, past and present. And if you just check out their website and check out a lot of their work and their projects, they do a lot of this type of documentary work with different subcultures. Sometimes it's war zones, sometimes yeah. it's all sorts of things. And it's unbelievably um, powerful. Really great. The greatest photographers of all time. So check out magnumphotos.com. Do you, do you have, do you have a favorite? Oh favorite God, that's, I have many. I've met, oh, you know what? I couldn't do one justice. I have so many. So many. All yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All a little different and all fantastic. And how many, how many of those people that you really follow and, and uh, ah, are curious I, about started, their work, do you know? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Let me think. I don't know any of them. Why not? You're a podcaster. What are you doing? You're right. That's a good point. You're right. I don't know any of them. There's only one Australian in the group. His name's Trent Park. Everybody might know Trent Park. Yeah. Very famous Australian photographer. But otherwise, there's loads of um, photography photographers in the Magnum Co-op from all over the world. Yeah. Um, and you can get to check out their work, but that's a really good point. Maybe I'll have to get one of them on my show. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a call and go, have you done that yet? Have you have you got I'm, someone on your show? I'm scared that you're actually gonna do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's I mean, this is a great example of how we can advocate for each other or how we can just just drop a little bit of fairy dust on someone's head and just go, come on, you've got the magic in you, you know this, you could I yeah. wonder if you uh, and I often think, if I go ahead and do this, what am I going to learn? What what insights will it give me that I, if I hadn't done it, yeah. I, would, I never would have experienced? Oh, fantastic idea. I love that idea. Yeah. I know you've, uh, on your podcast, you've talked to a lot of people, authors. Yep. Yeah. Um, have you had a favourite guest? Have you had an absolute, oh, look, that's not fair. They're probably all pretty good. But is there a, one or some episodes that are standout because, they, they just were crackers. They were just brilliant. Or they were total, they, they, they were sort of total surprises, total mashups. You had, or you, you know, you didn't expect what, what happened happened. Have you got yeah, any? It's a tough like one. That? That's a real tough one because there are so many great guests. <laughs> but I, um, I couldn't really single out any one in particular. But one thing I will say is that similar to what, to your philosophy, is that I love interviewing Everyday people, I'll put that in inverted commas, mm. everyday people about what they do and how they do it, rather than go for the signature, you know, famous guest or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I think everybody's got so much to offer and it's just how you dig and how you, di how you dive into that conversation, how you dig out the gold from the guest, which is what you're doing to me really well. Um, and I think, you know, that's what I love about podcasting is that I can talk to anybody about anything and 
if I just think about how I'm going to draw out what they can offer the world, then that's a really interesting conversation. And, you know, there's been so many great guests and my, my podcast is very much a variety show. Like a lot of people say, so what's your podcast about? Business, this, marketing, finance? No, it's about everything. Because I, could, I would get bored um, if yeah. I had to speak about the same topic every single show. That would be so boring. <laughs> so I, I, talk to, I talk about marketing. I talk about finance. I talk about real estate. I talk about sciences. Um, I talk about arts, books, photography, whatever. Movies, whatever. It's, a, so, it's an eclectic world. There's yeah. there's something. It's an there's an abundance. There's there's enough for everyone. That's right. Yeah. And uh, not everybody's going to love every episode, but you know people will decide to listen or watch whatever they re mm. they resonate with. Mm. If I said to you, um, another twelve months, I know your podcasts are going to be over two hundred. I know that's already happening, and you may ha you'll probably have your book started right maybe yep. and you've contacted you've contacted some of your favorite uh photo journalists and yep, you've had them yep. on the show right you've done those three things yep. <laughs> <laughs> what what else have you got up your sleeve what you you're either contemplating or you've made some inroads into oh, the next that's step a good one you know what i'm not sure just yet but i'm sure something will pop up something will you know and that's one thing i've learned in this digital space is that digital world is changing so dramatically so fast that you know there's all these avenues for expression that are popping up all the time and you just never know what you're going to do in a year's time you just never know yeah yeah it's exciting it's uh, really exciting yeah. Yeah. well you can see how some people find that quite confronting that's that's a little bit fearful right yeah, um and you know anyone who's who's in the entrepreneur world um they they're willing to take certain amount of risks um and there's others who no that's not not quite for them but that's what makes life and people so interesting because basically life is all about the people as far as i know um doesn't matter how much ai comes in this yeah. we are still going to be here for sure yeah so um even yeah so oh my gosh Tell us, okay, so in your day, I want to know, just for our listeners, let's see what Darren's day has um, in it, that he is a non-negotiable for him. Okay. So he keeps that great smile on his face. He keeps <laughs> that um, realistic optimism and some positivity going. So what what's part of your day that you don't miss? Tell us. Oh, good question. Well, my morning coffee. Yep. Very, very important. So I have a bit of a routine, like as you can imagine, though, because oh. I'm doing lots of different things. Um, I need to have a, a good routine, otherwise everything just falls apart. So I get up very early, like I get up at 5.30 every morning, usually. Uh -huh. Sometimes I'll, I'll get up a bit later if I've stayed up watching TV or whatever, or gone out. But most of the time I get up at 5.30, straight to my desk, I have my coffee. That's my first ritual. Very important. That's a no- What do you do at your desk? What do you do at your desk? No, I'm, I'm already, so at the, in the morning, I jump on, I check all my uh -huh. uh, emails, I do my marketing, I check my social media, I do okay. all that fun kind of stuff and also quite expressive stuff and creative stuff in the morning because that's when I'm fresher and I've got time and energy. And then then I might go for a little run or do some, do some training or something, maybe go for a little walk. And then I'll come back and I'll start reacting to everything else that's happened during the day. Like I, I might have to sit up recruitment interviews or interview people or talk to clients or candidates or whatever, or do some photo work or set up a podcast. 
and I'll start doing all that reactive stuff during the day. I might do a, do a podcast. I usually do them once a week. Um, and then what else would be not negotiable? Let me think. So that morning, that morning routine. Yes. How long does that go for? So you're 5.30. A good couple of hours. Good, yeah. good couple of hours. I'm yeah. with my coffee and I'm powering away and all, doing all yes. these different things. And then I feel Fresh. like I'm, yeah. I'm uh, what's the word? I've caught up and I'm, a, I'm ready to go for the day. Yeah. Kind of set myself up for the day. Yeah. And I've got my marketing working in the background for me. Yeah. Really important. You know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you really have to make sure your marketing's at, on point and you've got to spend the time to do that. So if you do that in the morning, first thing, you know that it's working for you throughout the day and then you can focus on other things throughout the day as well. Mm. So, that, 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 so that first routine, those first two, three hours are pretty much non-negotiable for me. Every morning, it's a, it's a strict routine, even on the weekends. I might do a bit less on the weekend, but I'll still do it. Still do it. Yeah, but the sense of satisfaction after you've done it Yep. And then you can go for a walk or go for a run or do whatever yeah. and ah you feel great. It's done. Yeah. Set yeah. yourself up for the day. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Set yourself up for success. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh yeah, you, you look back on the day and you don't get if you've been derailed, you go, I've done that. I've been the that's, right. that's the chunk that's happened. Yeah. Yep. It's, that's, it's my, so that's my routine. And trying to get, you know, seven, eight hours sleep is, is important, I think. Um yeah. otherwise you're a mess. And what else? And you're speaking with some family, some friends. Yeah. But yeah, just so, the day just kind of takes its own journey. Lovely. If um, you had one bit of advice for anyone listening in today who were thinking of, uh, you know, leaving leaving their current job, they're looking to do more of what they love to do, or they've got a a great a great hotshot um, idea that they're um, they're they're wanting to to put into action, what, it, what would it be? Yeah, got, got any advice? Um, well, again, you know, I'm no expert. You know, I'm just giving you giving you insights according mm. to what I've learned over the years. But I would say, um, and even things that I've read and heard, but I would say if anybody's starting to do something a little different or maybe even start starting a bit of a passion project or a side hustle is to do it exactly exactly like that on the side don't leave your day job and start up something totally new until you know that that side hustle is going to give you what you need and you're ready you know do it on the side first uh, build it take your time then you're not under pressure you're not overwhelmed and when it's ready you can easily make that transition from one to the other but i think that's a really important point like you don't have to substitute one for another you can always do something on the side mm. and let it give it the time to grow and and see if you even enjoy what you do i love that give it time to grow because you know, yeah the worst thing would be quitting your day job starting something new and if it doesn't work out or you don't enjoy it you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's true well that's why um there's particular success rates aren't there <laughs> Well, listeners, I don't know about you. I've had a great conversation with Darren. I think we should get him back on again at oh, another point and check yeah. in on how those goals are going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just being a tease. Um, but if you're interested in um, in contacting Darren, suspendedanimation.com.au and um, 
have a look there. If you go to his LinkedIn profile, you'll see lots of ways to contact him, uh, PO box, email, um, and a phone number, even that. But yeah. I've already, check him out on Instagram um, as well, if you're, you're big into Instagram. But you know what, Darren, I have to just say, I've, I've had a great time because today we talk to people who are, you know, just ordinary guys and gals, just like you and I, um, and you've done some um, absolutely extraordinary things in life and work, and I'm sure you will continue to do them. So we, we should we should connect again another time. Business... And, and I want to say thank you very much for having me on the show. It's been such a lovely conversation. You're a fantastic podcast host. <laughs> And I would love to get you on my podcast as well. So listeners, stay tuned. All right. going to be on my show. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. And it's just been a pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, hopefully we've got, given some value to everybody as well. And I'll just make a little little announcement. There's been no um, payment of, of fees for those endorsements. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, just generosity and gratitude for time and uh, the, the, the notion of... Um, being able to connect and talk about where we can make a difference. That's what I think is good. So thanks, Darren. Listeners, every podcaster loves a little bit of love. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss another one. Share it. You've got a couple of jobs. Share it with a friend, family or a colleague because, you know, that love goes a long way. Um, so just know and remind yourself that you are precious and that your thriving matters. So until our next episode, take care of your good selves. Darren, thank you once again. We will we will talk after the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Suspended animation podcast, guys. <laughs> Get on to it and have a listen. Bye for now. I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. <laughs>